Hey there, this is Nancy Lambert, and you're listening to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hey, spring is upon us in my area, and I love it. Tree and plant buds are peeping out. The breeze has a hint of warmth to it, and the sun is getting a little brighter every day. And it's time to get off the couch, hang up the warm, fuzzy robe, and go from slippers to sandals. Well, that's my goal anyway. It's still a little cool, but I can see it coming out of the cold, damp winter and into the bright sunshine. You know, warm, sunny weather tends to bring out the best in people, don't you think? Maybe it could be that a stronger dose of vitamin D is kicking in, or maybe the natural brightness of the sun gives us that little pep in our step. Whatever the case, spring represents the newness of life and land. Plant life that lie dormant under the cold earth are now sprouting up, awakening from a long winter's nap. Now, however, spring can also mean stormy weather. Yeah, I wanted it to be all about sunny days and flowers sprouting, but you know as well as I do, with every bright side, there's a dark one. And as some see a glass half full, I'm one of those that tends to see it half empty. And to each his or her own perception, I guess. However, even though I may see things that way, I can usually find a more positive spin if I search hard enough. You know, it's a God thing, and if I let it be a God thing. So, have you ever watched a storm rolling in on the horizon? Back home, You could stand on my parents' uh, back deck and and see a lot of sky. And on occasion while visiting, um, I have watched, you know, storm clouds creep in. And it's an eerie but fascinating scene. And sometimes the storm travels slow and it gives you time to take shelter. And then other times it comes in quick. And before you know it, you're running for cover just as it hits. Most bad storms hit during the spring season, but not in our case. It happened in the fall. So about a couple of years ago, my husband Kevin and I, we relocated over four hours north from where we lived for many years. We were so excited about our new adventure in one of the most beautiful areas of Arkansas. And I remember traveling half a day following a U-Haul through the beautiful scenery, thinking, wow, we are really doing this. You know, moving to this area had had been on our hearts and minds for, for nearly a decade. And, and Kevin was in between jobs and our kids were grown. So, hey, we took a leap of faith and headed north. I think my mom was a little disappointed because we didn't venture more north to where she lived, but I would be a least a little closer to her anyway. You know, I got to thinking, you can maybe take the man out of Arkansas, but you can't take Arkansas out of the man. So I got as far north as I could get so he could still stay rooted in his homeland. And you would think that most people our age, which is between young and old, would be settled down by now with 
all of our ducks in a row, waiting for retirement. But no, not us. Through much prayer and determination, we went against the odds and headed into the unknown. Now, I had already transplanted from another state or another area, but many years ago, but but Kevin was leaving the only place he ever knew. I mean, he was experiencing what I did, but it was his initiative to leave, and, and I was ready to go, too. He was in between jobs, and, well, the timing was right. Saying sad goodbyes to some longtime friends and family was, was really hard, but we knew that this was God's plan for us. And so Kevin had traveled to our new area a few weeks before we moved, and, and he found work while I stayed back and prepared to put the house on the market. So I started looking online, registered with a job search company. Long story short, I applied, traveled there for an interview, got the job, and I had to really get it in gear and move as soon as possible. And and this all happened within six weeks. I mean, from the time he went to uh, search for a job until the time we actually moved, that was six weeks. Wow. I mean, God was moving and he was moving fast. So This takes me back to when I was traveling behind the U-Haul. So many thoughts of great adventures ran through my mind. I mean, we were both so excited. Now, once we got settled in our new dwelling, things were super. I mean, we sold our home just a little over two months after moving. Our kids moved shortly after that to where we were. So things just couldn't be better. But... It wasn't until a couple of months after that, that illusion of great adventure started a landslide of misfortune. I mean, one night, as, as we were sleeping, we heard our phones go off with a storm alert. And we found out that it was a, a tornado warning was in our area. And we had experienced many tornado warnings in our lifetime. So we figured we need to be aware of what's going on. And we no sooner got out of bed, we heard the wind pick up. And there was this horrible rumble like a train was coming. And Kevin, without thinking, <laughs> opened the front door and saw that this was much more than a warning. I mean, he could barely keep the door open. The wind was blowing so hard. And immediately he told us to take cover in our inner bathroom. So we we grabbed the dogs and with our daughter, we sat huddled in the bathroom praying. I heard what was like wind trying to pry off our roof. And it only lasted a few seconds. And then, then all we heard was rain. I mean, it was scary. Like you didn't want to... Step out for fear of what you would find. I was relieved to see that the house was intact and felt the peace of knowing we were safe and the worst was over. So Kevin walked to the back patio door and and immediately saw our steel three-seater swing up against the back door. And... He walked outside, and even in the middle of the night, he could clearly see limbs and debris strewed all over our small backyard. And our our wooden fences on both sides of our lot 
were, were completely flattened to the ground. And the next day, I walked out to our front yard and noticed Kevin's truck bed cover was missing. And after some searching, I finally saw it laying in the next door neighbor's yard. And then just around the corner, uh, someone's trampoline was wrapped around a tree across the street. It was then we knew a tornado had hit our area through the night. And later, it was announced that an EF2 tornado had ripped its way right over our home. No one else's home in our little cul-de-sac had much damage. And at its largest, the tornado was about a mile and a half wide with a maximum wind of 100 to 110 miles per hour. That's crazy. I had never experienced that kind of weather. And we just didn't have time. We didn't have much time at all. We no sooner got into the bathroom and it hit. So two months after that, more mishaps took place. And then COVID hit the the world with even more challenges following that. So 21 months into this, you know, I could wonder if it was really worth it all to make that move just to walk right into a storm that damaged so many things around us. But what I was seeing is that the storm was around us, but the peace and safety was within our walls. And I know without a doubt God protected us from that tornado that night. And thankfully, our community was spared total devastation and destruction. So where was God in all of this? Simple. He was with us as we took shelter that night. So my picture-perfect adventure didn't launch the way I wanted it to. And believe me, I have at times allowed myself to be swallowed up in self-doubt and pity, and it was hard to get back up. All of us had so many challenges over the past year, more than we could ever imagined. But listen, the only way we can reach the top of that mountain and conquer it is to climb the rough terrain to get there. It's through those missteps, those scrapes and cuts and bruises and scars that toughens us up to face those giants in our lives. You know, it's the enemy who wants to create obstacles to steal, kill, and destroy our joy in this journey we call life. So where is God when destruction and devastation happens? What about His promise in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Well, this part of the scripture is one of the most popular and misunderstood verses from God's holy word. It's like reading the middle of a mystery novel and coming up with your own ending that doesn't line up with the facts. 
We have to be careful to understand that this verse is not a promise for immediate health and wealth directed solely to us individually. This was actually written by God through the prophet Jeremiah to the Jewish community. And God placed them into captivity and enslavement in Babylon due to their disobedience and belief in false prophets. In verse 10, leading up to 11, Jeremiah writes, This is what the Lord says, When seventy years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. This was not an immediate relief care package for the Jewish community. God said He would fulfill His promise after 70 years, to which He did when the Jewish community returned to Jerusalem. He knew the plan because it was His plan. So, if this piece of Scripture is not meant for us alone, how can we apply this to our own life? Well, if you're a Christian, you know, we can believe this promise because of Christ. In the book of Matthew 26, verse 28, Jesus is at the Lord's Supper with his disciples before his death. He took his cup, symbolizing his own blood, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus' crucifixion meant that the Old Testament promises would be fulfilled to anyone anyone who has trust and faith in Him. Hey, we're the new covenant, people. We are the new covenant. We can take this scripture, lay claim to it right now because we are believers in Christ. This scripture is what encourages graduates. You see it on congrats cards and in the hopes that the person receiving it will prosper and cling to their faith that God will give them a future and a hope and have everlasting life. Friends, we have but one life to live. And if God is calling you to move, then move. Don't be afraid and miss the opportunity to step out in faith and not only conquer that mountain, but move it in the name of Jesus. It is an honor to serve our Lord and Savior at whatever cost. There are missionaries right now who are risking their lives to spread the good news of hope to this dying world. So don't take it lightly that He is the Almighty God that created us in His own image. His love for us is deep. His promises are true. And His Word is our hope. The challenges of life here are only stepping stones to the ultimate destination of eternal life. Through it all, I stand assured that this move was God's move. And whatever challenges lie ahead, my place is in heaven is secured. So it's a win either way. Thanks for listening. Please follow or subscribe to Best Faith Forward so you'll receive notifications of future episodes. I would love for you to leave a review or post your suggestions for future topics that you want to hear on this podcast. Until next time, press on, my friends. The best is yet to come.